Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Rising Sun Podcast, and I am Dean Howell. Uh, as a reminder, the views expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers alone and do not reflect the opinions of the United States government, the Department of Defense, or any of its components. I've got that shit memorized at this point, bro. Okay. Um, hey, so uh, for first time, uh, listeners or viewers, uh, there's a couple of different, you know, um, ways that we do this podcast. One of them is the R check. Um, I haven't done one in a while. I need to hop on and, and knock one out. But the R check is a reference to the Navy where we do preventive maintenance. And most of our checks that we do on our gear are scheduled. The ones that are not are as required. And so when I do an R check, it's just me jumping on and I'll talk shit for five, 10, 20 minutes about something that was important to me. Or, um, I don't know. I, like I said, I'll just talk shit sometimes. So, um, and then, uh, the staple of the Rising Sun podcast is when I have a guest appearance, uh, like I do today, uh, real happy about, uh, the guest that I have today. He's an old friend of the podcast, an old friend of mine personally. Um, and honestly, this is really the third, uh, version of the podcast. We've done enough of them now that, um, this is, is kind of its own, uh, you know, special, um, episode. So anyways, about me guys, um, I'm a Navy command master chief on active duty, I've got, you know, 22 years of experience in uh, human resource management and leadership. Um, I've been stationed in Japan for about 15 of the last 22 years. That's the name of the podcast, The Rising Sun. Um, I've literally led thousands and thousands and thousands of America's men and women uh, over these 22 years. Uh, I'm a girl dad, a husband, a patriot, and I am a rising sun. Okay, guys, today my uh, guest been a while, bro. Uh, Matt Fruge, uh, he's a native of Beaumont, Texas, graduate of the Brook, um, Navy veteran, uh, founder and CEO of Roofmark Contracting and Square Dash Software Development in Fort Worth, Fort Worth Texas. He's a hus husband, father of three, um, plus four if you include Carl, um, stand-up member of the Fort Worth community. He's an all-around badass. He's my best friend. His name is Matt Fucking Fruge. What's up, man? What's up, dog? You know. Happy to be here, man. It's been, uh, it's been, a, been a hot minute since we uh, jumped on one of these. Uh, I just, I think, what was it, like the year anniversary, the first anniversary just uh, just passed? Is that right? Yeah, bro. It sure did. I uh, I was thinking about that. I put a reel up over it uh, and everything, but I've been thinking about it a lot, and I remember that I just, you know, brain babied this thing. Like you said, about a year ago, uh, there was four or five feet of snow on the ground in Misawa, and I was just like, you know what, dude, I got to do something, man. I was going stir crazy, and um, and there were a lot of uh, hard times in those first few episodes, man. Like not turning on the microphone, and uh, you know, um, maybe drinking a little too much before the episodes. <laughs> maybe the over. The overuse of uh, the f bombs, we were just like letting it fly, right? Authentic, right? We were being authentic, a too authentic. <laughs> a little, maybe a little too authentic. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do. I, I mean, I'm I'm real open about it, man. Like so. Um, so I uh, we've talked about this, bro. Like, um, I took that. I took a sip of champagne on New Year's Eve, man. Well, I took a lot more than a sip of champagne. In fairness, <laughs> right. But I took the, the last sip of champagne. I set it down, man, and 
um, I thought to myself, like it, it all kind of occurred to me. And I, of course I've thought many times about, you know, let me slow down my consumption or let me stop drinking altogether. But like this time, man, I put it down. I was like, dude, I don't need this shit. I am 42 going on 43 years old. And, um, and, uh, and so I don't know, man, I, I may, I may be done for good, man. Um, I'm yeah. 27 days into 75 hard. And like the easy part is not drinking at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, I listened to some of those old episodes. I'm like, God damn, you were fucking drunk, dude. What are you fucking doing? You know? <laughs> so, anyways. Um, hey, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's been a while since we talked, man. Um, on your side, how's the family? Great, man. Uh, uh, let's see. The last time we saw you was, uh, what, in like June or what were mm-hmm. we on here? Uh, yeah. Got this June for the summer. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Um, Kylie, uh, our oldest, started driving recently. Uh, her birthday was uh, earlier this month, and uh, you know we surprised her with uh, with a car from the, the grandparents. Uh, so it happened to be like, you know, when, when we asked her what her, you know, what, what's your dream car? Like, what if you could have something? She was like, I don't care. I just want like something with four wheels and a steering wheel to get me places. And I was like, right on. But if you had to choose, and she was like, I mean, a white Lexus SUV. And I was like, oh, hey, 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 <laughs> you know, come on. <laughs> I was hoping you would fun. say like a Ford Fiesta, but of course. You said, yeah, right. yeah. No, no. <laughs> uh, but it just so happens that my uh, my, my stepmom had uh, a 2000 Lexus RX 350 that had literally been sitting in the garage since 2017. She got another car, and it's just been sitting there. So, um yeah, it's 22 years old, 23 years old, whatever it is. Um, but uh, my my dad and, and stepmom were gracious enough to to give that to her, and it it uh, it was like a dream come true, man. She was over the moon. We gave it to her on Christmas. Um, she didn't know it was coming, so it was uh, it was pretty pretty special moment. So it was cool. But uh, now you know I'm I'm still like, you know, she's in volleyball, she plays volleyball and, uh, I'm so used to having been the chauffeur for, you know, these 16 years that, uh, she got a tournament coming up this weekend. And, uh, we were, my wife was asking me about, you know, what time this and what time that, and I was like, Oh, I got to get Colton's haircut. I got to be home by this time. And I was like, and then I got to make it over to the tournament. But I was like, Oh wait, she's driving herself. I don't have to bring her anywhere. Like, I can just show up. And I was cool. like, Hey, <laughs> Yeah. So good, man. But everybody's good, man. Um, Kaylee's in dance doing her. It's in the thick of competition season right now. So she's about to fire that up. Colton, he's going to be three here in March. So he's just tearing the world up right now. Um, Desiree's good. She, uh, she actually had a fall yesterday. We know, you know, we have that basement in our house, right? And yeah, the sketchy basement. The sketchy ass basement with the, the demon spirits or whatever Moppy said. <laughs> yeah. So, so Desiree's biggest fear, she's like, you know, I'm gonna like fall because they're really steep, right? She's like, you know, I'm gonna fall down here, like bringing laundry down here one day. Right? I'm gonna like fall, and you're just gonna find me dead at the bottom of the stairs. And she texted me yesterday. She's like, well, it finally happened, and uh, luckily she didn't hurt herself too bad. She's just kind of bruised up, but yeah, she she took a spill, so she's uh. A little bruised up today, but other than that, man, we're all good. Life's yeah, good. right on, man. Yeah, yeah on my end, man. Um, Millie's in Texas. Started school uh, on the seventeenth. Um, yeah, 
She's working there at the uh, at the the country club there in Raven Country. Um, oh yeah, making good money, bro. Like good money. You know what I mean? Like, she doing, like the beer girl, like the beer cart thing, or is she? No, she's she's serving. So she she's got tables, okay. and um, you know she she really actually kind of enjoys it, and uh, they've got some good customers. I mean, it's the country club, so um, they tip well. I mean, it's probably it's probably on about the yeah. same level as Papado back in the day. Um, yeah, so she's making good money. And they work around her work schedule. Um, so she's doing good, man. Uh, you know, driving herself around. Like, uh, her, her sisters make fun of her because she's already picked up a Texas accent. So, like, <laughs> like hey, y'all. And, and, like, you know, Hazel Elizabeth are like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, so she's doing good. Uh, uh, Hazel, um, this, this year she, she was a manager for the, the basketball team. I think one of her friends convinced her to do it because it would look good on like the the high, or the college application kind of thing. Um, yeah. So she just finished that up. Obviously, she played volleyball. She was on varsity as a uh, as a sophomore, which is pretty cool. And then um, Elizabeth, and they're both doing very well in school. And Elizabeth is um, playing basketball, so MWR on the base. They do a thirteen to fifteen, um, you know, age group uh, for girls. And I'm actually coaching her team. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. I've got the whistle. You know how it goes, dude. I got him doing suicide. Oh, 100%, dude. You got like the right L shorts yeah. and like the tube socks, you know? Like, <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't, man. I don't have all that. <laughs> but the dirty stash bag, man. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about growing it back. I really want to grow a beard, dude. I'm so sick of this shit. Like, like I love my face. Yeah. Ted Lasso going. Yeah, it's a great show, by the way, man. Another season. Yeah, but yeah, man, they're doing good. Mommy's still doing good, working at Chili's, um, and uh, you know, just um, taking care of the house, making sure that we're all, you know, fed and clothed, and um, not a bunch of assholes. So, um, yeah, we're doing good, man. Life is good right now. So, um, anyway, so um, that's that, man. Uh, family. Dude, I know that you've had a huge, I mean, it's probably been about six months since we jumped on and did this um, with Square Dash and, and kind of all of that, dude. Like, I really want, like, the nitty-gritty fucking details. I know you went and were part of a, a couple of different cohorts. I know you're going to San Francisco here pretty soon. Uh, you guys are in the fundraising stages and almost there to, to where you need to get. Dude, give me the give me the update, dude. Give me the give me the lowdown and dirty. I'm I'm super interested to hear everything. Man, where does where do I start? Um, yeah, so <clears throat> yeah, so we've really been in fundraising mode for like the last year and a half, almost two years, right? Um, it's it's been a a long, painful process, right? But a good good in in the in the terms of like a learning process, right? Because um, you know, you go into these things. I've never raised money, right? Any business I've ever started or been a part of, you know, it just, I funded it myself and it just took off, right? But this is a little different. Software is expensive. So, um, yeah, you go into it thinking, oh, it's going to be a piece of cake. This is a great idea. It's a huge industry. We're going to save the world. And, yeah, you start talking to investors and they're like, you know how many people tell me that on a daily basis, right? They've talked to hundreds of people a week, right? And, or they look at hundreds of deals a week. They probably don't talk to that many, but, uh, 
So yeah, it was a bit of learning, a bit of a learning process in, in, in getting into it, but we got the product to, to a point where we could actually enter the market and start conducting business, which, uh, any professional investor is going to require you have some kind of traction, this notion that you can just come up with an idea and people are going to throw money at you. That's only reserved for people who have done it before and demonstrated operational excellence and, and the ability to exit profitably. And, and, and those are the people that can come up with an idea and have people throw money at them. The rest of us schmucks, you got to go out and improve it. Right. So that's what we've been doing. Right. So we got the, we got the product in the market in the summer. Uh, I had applied to the PinFed, Pentagon Federal Credit Union has the VEEP, uh, Veteran Entrepreneur Investment Program. It's kind of a, it's kind of a lightweight accelerator. Um, and, uh, you know, PinFed has the PinFed Foundation, which is a nonprofit uh, that they have. It's like a $40 million fund, I believe, that they do different types of philanthropic things out in the community. And one of those things happens to be venture investments. And it's a nonprofit venture Fund, so any proceeds that they make, they pour back into the foundation. So it's a really good, um, just a really good ecosystem to be a part of. So we applied for that. I kind of forgot about it. And then we got a call and, uh, they had the, uh, the fall cohort, uh, they sent us to Virginia for a week for a retreat. Uh, it was pretty badass. We were on this amazing property. Um, they had different alumni from previous cohorts come in and, there's a lot of workshops and they'd speak to us about different aspects of the business and in more of a generalized sense. And then they spend the next four weeks uh, kind of doing one-on-one -on -one. after you leave there, they do one-on-one -on -one sessions with you to kind of deep dive into your business as it pertains to accounting or growth or whatever. Um, and then you have demo day. So we had demo day on October 13th. We killed it. Uh, we, we just, it was, it was a really great experience. Um, I think there was eight companies in our cohort and, um, it wasn't until like this, like it was two months to the day that they finally had their committee meeting and gave us word that uh, we were one of the two uh, companies that they decided to invest in. So, um, yeah, they were they were originally going to lead the round, which means they take on the the burden of doing all the due diligence and looking under the hood and making sure everything's squared away and um, developing a thesis. There were some leadership changes going on there, so they actually. Uh, Handed that off to another uh, veteran-focused fund called Hivers and Strivers, amazing group of people, um, and they ended up leading our round. And um, we, yeah, we we've got about two thirds of the round in between PinFed and Hivers, and we've got uh, about a third of a third of that left is lift that we're closing out by the end of February. So uh, we're on track for that, and uh, yeah, life is good, man. Uh, everything's converging in a way that, um, you know, we, we could only have dreamed of. Right. And, uh, we've got a, a stellar team. We brought on a new CTO chief technical officer. He's actually the former CTO for AIG. So, um, pretty heavy hitter there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're geared up and ready. We've got a couple pilot customers going on it. Things are working as, as, uh, intended and, uh, couldn't be happier, man. It's, uh, been a long journey and uh, proud to say that we got here and uh, you know, we're backed by some pretty incredible people. And that's actually what we're going out to San Francisco next week for there's a mil military veteran startup uh, conference thrown by context ventures and um, our investors are sponsors of that. So we're going to go 
shake some hands of the LPs that uh, voted on, uh, you know, actually deploying capital our way and uh, thank them and just meet some really uh, stellar veteran operators. So looking forward That's to That's awesome, it. dude. It sounds like it's fucking happening. It's happening, bro. It's man, happening. That's amazing. That's amazing, man. I mean, I wish I could uh, sometimes, well, I wish I could share some of the conversations that we have offline. Um, you know, uh, just yesterday we were talking, I was like, dude, you're going to be a fucking billionaire. Right. And I know you're going to be real, like, you're going to be, you're going to be very kind of, uh, you know, shy right here. And you're like, well, you know, it's just, um, no, I'm going to be, let me tell you what I think. I think you're going to be a fucking billionaire, dude. And it occurred to me, I was like, holy shit, dude, like it's happening. It's fucking happening. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, um, what's cool is, uh, you know, Obviously, with any business venture, you want to make money, right? Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make an enterprise value in the world, right? But our focus is truly on improving the lives of contractors. You know, I've been a roofing contractor for the last thirteen years. Deal primarily in insurance claims, and insurance claims are a pain in the ass, right? Like not just for the homeowners, but for the contractors that that do the repairs on them, because there's just so much added workflow and hoops you got to jump through, and and just bureaucracy that you got to go through to get these things closed out. And that's where Square Dash comes in and, and provides um, kind of a subledger estimating and accounting solution to automate some of the intake and how do you get a claim from insurance claim to production ready, right? And so it kind of automates that, but it also provides funding um, so that these contractors can immediately start work and not have to wait on the slow antiquated paper process uh, for these checks to come in the mail. And um, yeah, ultimately the, the, the end beneficiary is the, the property owners, right? They're not sitting there with their property in disrepair for weeks or months, right? It's getting repaired fast. The contractors are getting paid and uh, the whole, whole process kind of works itself out. So yeah, super excited Good for everybody. Right. I guess that's the one yeah. question I have, man, about um, the software is the funding piece. And I, I remember yeah. you mentioning this at some point, and, and you know, again, as a layman, uh, it sounds like to me that, um, and maybe that you can explain this, that there's there's a pool of resources available via, um, you know, Square Dash that is able to pay out those things while you're waiting for claims to be made. Is that accurate? Yeah, pretty much. So on an insurance claim, you're going to have like at least three payments, right? You got the deductible payment that the homeowner is making to the contractor. And then you have the, the proceeds from the insurance company that are going directly to the homeowner, right? And those are usually broken up into at least two checks. Sometimes there might be a third if there's extra stuff that needs to get added. But, you know, that first check could have the mortgage company on it if there's still a mortgage on the house. And it could be a mortgage. The mortgage company would be listed as a payee. Well, that's just like your wife being on a check. She's got to sign it too, right? So you have to send that off to the mortgage company. They have to review your file, make sure you're not behind on your payments and whatnot. They sign it, mail it back to you. That process could take four to six, maybe eight weeks, right? Depending on whatever's going on, right? And meanwhile, your roof's sitting there with a hole in it uh, or shingles missing or whatever. Um, we have a $75 million debt facility that uh, is sitting there waiting to deploy capital to these contractors once they put a deal into our system and we're able to validate that that's an actual claim and the customer has paid their deductible through our system to the contractor, we've now double validated that that's a claim because everything matches and they're skin in the game now. 
So once that happens, we can make a decision through proprietary technology that we have in the platform. Um, we can make a decision on whether or not to fund that claim or not. And so uh, rather than have to wait on that process to unfold where the check's getting signed or it's in the mail, we just say, here's your, here's your 10 grand, go ahead and get started. We take a fee out. And then when the check comes in, the customer just deposits it through our platform and it pays off the advance. And same thing on the final check. You know, when the work's done, they just send an approval request to the homeowner, homeowner signs off, yeah, everything's good. Boom. That's also available for the contractor to, to take an advance on and wait for that check to come through and pay it off automatically. So we're just basically speeding up the money 30 to 60, maybe even 90 days faster than it would have been uh, coming um, and, and just put people back together a lot faster. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's huge, man. I mean, um, I can only imagine that if you do have some type of damage, you've got a, a leak in your roof and it's, you know, dripping on your kid's freaking bed. And it's like, really? Like I got to wait eight weeks to get this fixed. And I've got a blue tarp on my, on my roof kind of thing. So it, it yeah, sounds like and, there's definitely a need. Yeah. And per, you know, per most policy provisions, you know, it's up to the homeowner to prevent and mitigate any further damage. Right. So mm. if, if, a tarp needs to be put up there or temporary repairs need to be made. That's coming out of the homeowner's pocket. So, you know, that can, that can have a major effect on household, uh, you know, finances and, um, you know, just the quicker we can get to the repairs, the better, right. The quicker yeah. we can just start work, the better, because that's all contractors want to do, right. They don't want to sit around and wait on the insurance process to, to right. carry out and the homeowners. They don't know what the process is going to be. So they're looking for a Sherpa to guide them through this process. Right. And, you know, if everybody's just in a holding pattern, it sucks, right? Especially when your roof's leaking or you're, you're incurring additional costs and all that good stuff. So we just need to get the properties fixed, get the contractors paid, keep the homeowners happy, and, uh, yeah, go on down the road to the next one. Nice, dude. Well, good luck in San Francisco, man. I know you crush it. Um, you ever been out there? Uh, we stopped there for a day, uh, just kind of on our way to a hiking trip on the Lost Coast. Uh, mm -hmm. We drove up there, but uh, yeah, looking forward to spending a few days there. I'm sure it'll be a busy time. It's a three day conference. Um, I'm not presenting there or anything. It's just really to go rub shoulders and yeah. meet some other CEOs and veteran founders and some of the investors that are, yeah. that are in this uh, kind of veteran startup community. So, right. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you know, as well as anybody, that that's the important stuff, though, right? Like, um, whether or not you're presenting, just, you know, putting a face to a name, shaking the hand. Um, yeah. th those things are just as important as if you were standing on the stage sometimes, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, this isn't the last money we're going to have to raise. Right. So it's always about forming those relationships and continuing to network. You know, if, if I had it to do all over again, if anybody's out there raising money or thinking about raising money before you actually start raising money, spend six to eight months on LinkedIn, just making friends, right? Because mm -hmm. the force multiplier in raising money is your network and who you can be introduced to and who you can be introduced by because mm -hmm. cold outreach to investors is a waste of time, right? They get hundreds, if not thousands of, of cold outreach requests all the time. But when someone makes a warm intro, um, that almost always, I would say hundred percent of the time results in a, in a call being scheduled. So, yeah. Yeah. If anybody's raising money, spend more time building your network versus building your pitch deck in the early days. Hell yeah, man. I think that's great advice. Um, I mean, I've seen that, you know, and even in my Navy career, it's, it's about who, you know, man, and, and yeah. I think that, that, um, kind of cliche term sometimes is frowned upon, like, Oh, it's about who, you know, 
uh, almost like it's some good old boys club or something. But that's that's you know I don't mean it that way. And I think that of course, nor do you. It's about who you know. Um, in in a sense that there are people that are trying to do good things that are trying to move um, the ball forward, and you want to be in those circles. Um, it's beneficial to you. It's beneficial to them. It's beneficial to the public. And uh, that's the circles you kind of want to associate yourself with. 100%. And, you know, anybody who's been through the fundraising process understands the grind and the, the challenge and the uphill battle that it is. I mean, <laughs> to give you an example of just people trying to move the ball forward, um, you know, I was at CrossFit the other day, had a new instructor that I hadn't met because I went at a different time than I normally go. And um, someone asked him if he was still working on his app. And there's only like four of us in the class. So we were all just, I was just kind of eavesdropping and, ears perked up. I was like, oh, what kind of app are you building? So we spent the next like 30 minutes on the, on the bike erg, you know, just pedaling away, talking about software. And at the end of it, you know, he, you know, he's way early in his process, but he just met someone that now I have the ability to make an introduction, right? We're not a good old boys club. I've never met this guy before, but I liked him. He helped me work out. He's got a good idea. Why not make an intro, right? That's how things work. It's not, it's not a club. It's just a, uh, you've got to put it out there. You got to put it out there in the world. So the universe takes notice and, and helps you out. And, yeah. um, you know, just being able to connect him is makes me feel good. Right. That's great. That's awesome. I'd love to help you out. And that's happened yeah. a couple of different times in different ways throughout this, this journey. So yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a net networking is just about, um, exchanging value in the world. It's really, really yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, I mean, obviously I've had a, a little bit of experience with that recently um, with my podcast. Uh, we, we talked about this, man. So I have Bryce on, Bryce Arnett. Um, if you haven't listened to that for the listeners, uh, go back. It's episode 15 with uh, Bryce Arnett. Um, he re recently wrote a book, As a Man Drinketh, um, Recovering Alcoholic, and just a he's a phenomenal guy, man. I've known him since I was a young man, um, you know, down in Vider, Texas. Um, yeah, old Viterville. You know a little bit about that place too. Um, but uh, anyway, so Bryce goes to the same gym as Sean Whalen, and they don't know each other personally, but certainly they know each other in passing. They've interacted online. Uh, you know, they go to the same gym. They live, you know, around Draper, Utah. Um, yeah. And as I was kind of finishing up the podcast with Bryce. He was like, dude, you should just reach out to Sean. He's like, he's a cool dude. And I was like, nah, man, Sean, Sean come on my podcast. Like, seriously? <laughs> he's like, dude, trust me. He's like, just reach out, man. I was like, okay. So, like, I hit him, I, like, I hit him up with a DM, and I, I know cold call is not the way to go. But that one cold call resulted in, he said yes, first of all. Had him on the podcast. Fantastic conversation. Uh, learned a lot from him. He, he's um, an entrepreneur and, you know, founder CEO of, of Lions Not Sheep. He's made a fortune, lost it, and he's made another fortune kind of thing. And um, what I didn't know at the time is that he and then my next guest, Hannah Eden, had recently uh, spoken at a, um, uh event in Utah where Andy Frisella was there, Ed Milet was there, and Hannah was the only female that was there as an entrepreneur talking to this group of people. And so I, I had the episode with Sean and I was feeling, you know, 10 foot tall and bulletproof. So I, I just slid into Hannah Eden's DMs. 
And she was like, fuck yeah, yeah let's do it. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what is happening right now? Like, what is actually <laughs> happening? You know? um, well, they have a relationship. And Sax, Sean's wife, has a relationship with Eden because they're both, you know, uh, fitness um, types. And, uh, and so I did yeah. a, a podcast with her. And so now I've asked Sean, I said, hey, man, can you hook me up with Mike Rashid? I'd really like to have him on. Um, I'm going to have on one of the bare knuckle fighting championship, um, fighters here pretty soon. He's already agreed to, to come on the podcast. And so I think that that's on my end, it just kind of highlights the point that you made, Matt, that like, number one, you, you can't be afraid to ask. You can't, sure. you can't have this imposter syndrome. Like who am I to ask about this? Number one. Right. And number two, um, once you do make that connection, then you have to be value added. Um, and, and once you're kind of in that circle loosely at this point, um, you need to continue to contribute, um, so that you can kind of firmly plant yourself into that, that kind of uh, network and that ecosystem of, of people that are working toward a common goal. Um, so yeah, man, I think it's, it's fantastic. I think you, you obviously are, um, a little further down the road, different, um, you know, a little bit different kind of path. And the one I'm going, mine is kind of personal brand, um, podcast, and we'll talk about kind of what that builds into and, and you know, uh, on my vision board, uh, here a little bit later in the podcast, but I think it's the same principle, right? Like it's who yeah. you know, and then it's what value you add to those people that you know. 100%. And, um, you know, from my statement earlier, I certainly don't want to, uh, you know, discourage anybody from doing cold outreach, right? Sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta let it fly. Right. Um, just in, in my experience in the, in the investment world, right? Yeah. Like because of the sheer volume of, of, you know, pitches that they get, it's just more helpful to have a warm introduction. But there have certainly been, you know, times where I've reached out to people and, and got a response back. But um, yeah, I think that's, that's awesome, man. Like, you, you know, you and I have t talked privately about how awesome I think it is uh, of what's happening in your world. And, uh, you know, the, the parallel track that, uh, of positive things that are happening in my world and that like, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're growing together, even though, you know, you're in Japan doing your thing. I'm over here in Fort Worth doing my thing. Yeah. You know, um, I think, uh, you, you posted something on your story, I think where, you know, one of the tenets of what you had, um, uh, posted was like, you Ask should questions. just want everybody in your world to win. Yeah. Like, that's it. And be genuinely like, like invested in, their victory, right? Like, like, I don't know. It, it's, it's a hard feeling to describe because it sounds cheesy, right? Like, Oh, I want everybody to win. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, like I literally want everybody to win. Like when I yeah. see roofers out there killing it right on social media, I give them hearts, man. Like, cause I love that shit, right? Like you're doing it. Like you're out there killing it and you're making business and you're delivering value into the community. And same thing. Like when I see my best friend get, you know, these, these people that he looks up to and, and, and could make meaningful change in his life, get them on your podcast. Right. That's fucking awesome, man. Like that's yeah. fist pump. Boom. Yeah, dude. 100%. <laughs> pretty stoked about it. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. Awesome, thank man. God it wasn't a shit show, you know, uh, like they were both pretty good episodes. So yeah, I'm, yeah. Building, I'm building like my repertoire over here. So, um, keep it going. Bro. Thanks man. Yeah, dude. Um, so, um, that's kind of what's going on with me, man. Um, you know, hopefully, um, get a, a couple of, 
you know, more people on the, on the podcast. And then I've, I've got some old friends, military guys and gals that I'm going to continue to have on because, um, you know, I love hearing their stories and keeping updated with them as well. Um, you know, so yeah, we'll, we'll keep it going, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, let's, let's just talk about it. It's, it's, it's not a sore subject with me at all, but I think it's worth kind of fleshing out a little bit. Um, you know, the, 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 um, the freedom contract, I just want everybody to know, I know that we, Matt and I talked a lot about this in months, uh, past and, uh, it's still there. Right. So, um, yeah. it's, it's a nonprofit that, that Matt and I founded, Matt did the majority of the legwork on it. Um, but it's, it's good to know that it's always there. And once we position ourselves, um, in, in the years to come that we can truly build that thing into what we want it to be, um, from a position of, of being able to do it. Does that make sense? hundred percent. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it started with, with, I don't know, I just had a calling to, to do something right. Like to do mm -hmm. something separate from this business venture that was, you know, this uphill battle that, you know, is, is a challenge and will always be, you know, a challenge that I, that I have to focus on. But, um, and then when I, when I talked to you about it, it was, I think, uh, your answer was like, fuck yes. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. should we do this? And you're like, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, so we just did it. Right. And, um, and, uh, you know, I spoke a little bit about the challenges of raising money for, a, for a business venture. Right. And, um, it's no different in the nonprofit world, right? Like you yeah. gotta have money, you gotta be able to fundraise and, Unfortunately, um, you know, some of the, the, the people we were involved in that are involved with that, you know, made commitments of being able to help us raise that money didn't, didn't really deliver on the, on the promise and, uh, you know, still wanted to get paid for their services, which they did. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things, man. It was, uh, I think it was God's way of telling me like, not yet. Right. Like, not yet, right? Like this is, this is worthwhile. This is worthy. Um, you got the, the foundations and the making of something great and, uh, just not yet. Right. And yeah. which is fine. Um, yeah. still there, still something we, we want to do. It's, it's meaningful and, and will serve its purpose when the time comes. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to raise money, man. And it's even yeah. harder to raise money on things that people aren't going to make money on. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? exactly. And right. there's lots of members of the community and business, local businesses and banks and stuff like that, that will give, uh, to, to causes like that. But I think where our naivete came in is like, you know, we started trying to fundraise in the middle of the year, right. Yeah. For, for an event happening in November. And, um, you know, people that, people that do that type of giving, they plan it in November and December in the last quarter of the year, right? They plan what they're going to give throughout the next year, right then and there. So if you come in in the middle of the year and you're like, Hey, you want to throw us some, some, <laughs> some cash for this awesome thing? We're gonna spend, man. I'm buying all this like, at this point. 75% allocated on a budget we planned eight months ago, bro. Like you come back next year. Right. So no, we learned a lot, you know, it's yeah. no big deal. Um, but, um, but yeah, it'll be something in the future for sure. Yeah. I think that's the way I look at it, man, is that like, what a great learning experience for me personally, because I have basically no experience in, in business, right? I've been doing this Navy thing for 22 years at this point. 
And, um, you know, that's one of the other things that we were talking about kind of offline is, um, and I think this is a lesson for a lot of people out there. If you want to be an entrepreneur, I don't know, I've never been an entrepreneur, but I can imagine that, and I'm experiencing this as I kind of go through down this path, you know, in my forties, um, as I get ready to transition at some point, uh, in the relatively near future that like, you got to capitalize on what your strengths are. Right. And right. I know that my strength is people. Like I can talk to people, right. I can network, I can connect people. It's like my great joy in life is connecting people that are, that have a common goal or purpose. Um, you know, it's, it's like my, my great joy in life to see people succeed and, uh, grow into their potential. Um, like I know people, I know how to do that, man. I'm, I'm fucking good at it. Right. Um, and yeah. so like my, my, my what I'm, I'm kind of learning as I go through this is that that's what I lean into. You know, what I lean into is, is the things that I'm good at. And the other things I rely on people like you and other friends and associates and colleagues that are good at those other things um, to, to help lift those things that I'm not necessarily uh, very good at. Right. And so yeah. I think that that's a good lesson for anybody listening is, you know, take a real self-assessment, right? Like really look at the things that you're talented in, that you have experience in. And as you want to grow into that potential, that future thing, really lean into those things that you assess that you're good at. Right. 100%. And there's, there's two points I'll tack onto that, right? Like a lot of times you can't, you know, it's easy to say, do a self-assessment, right? But like, you might not be able to do that assessment until you fail at a couple of things. Yeah. Right? You might not be able to identify, oh, I'm not really good at that until you realize you're not really good at it. Right. <laughs> and so, like, you know, so that's just part of it. And I would say, you know, whether it's a business venture or whatever, right? Like if you're going to, well, let's just stick to entrepreneur, entrepreneurism, right? Like if you're going to start a business and you're going to go out and do something, you got to have a high tolerance of pain, like an extremely <laughs> high tolerance. <of> pain. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Yeah, like you've got to be able to take rejection without getting butt hurt and quitting. Right. Yeah. You've got to have like, you got to be delusionally optimistic about whatever it is you're doing, because there's going to be times where you're like, what am I doing, man? Like, yeah, really? Like, <laughs> why is this so hard? Right. But you just got to keep charging forward. And that's like, yeah. you know, that's, that's a really, it's a really big factor in, in being able to, to succeed in anything, right. Is, is consistency and sticking with it and, and, you know, not, not, tucking tail and running. Right. Yeah. And, and being okay with failing. Right. Yeah. It's okay to fail. It's part of the process. If you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough because, you know, like what is that saying? Like, you know, the, um, if people don't think you're crazy, it's probably not a good idea. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that's that. where the big ideas live is in the crazy ideas. Yeah. And, I love it. and you know, like when we had the idea for the freedom contract, we we're going to fucking throw a music fest and a, a chili cook off. Neither one of us ever done that before. Right. And like yeah. literally every loved person in our life was like, okay, dude, like yeah, what's wrong with you're more on, but have fun with that. Like, hey, make it happen. Listen, maybe not, ready? Year, but, <laughs> but it's just, yeah. it's just part of the process, right? You got to be able to like, just go and you know, 
the the other point I was going to make is, you know, you, you, you mentioned your strength is people, people. My strength is not people, right? I, 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 I'm not, it's not people, right? My strength is in strategy yep. and, and thinking through, you know, go to market and thinking through monetization and thinking through, you know, how can we make this a business, right? And um, yeah, I think if, not if, when we have the opportunity to, to kind of, to grow that uh, into a, you know, a tribe, into a following, into a community, we'll be able to lean into each other's strengths, right? Because you are absolutely way head and shoulders better than me at people and connecting people and just like making that, making that part of it happen. And then yeah. you lean into me about strategy and ideas and how do we think right. through this and how do we make this and how do we mold this idea into something like real? And right. so yeah, that, that would be my other caveat to any kind of business venture. If you're going to go into it, um, if, if you, if you go into it alone, you better be honest with yourself on what you're, what you're good at and, and be able to get help. If you have a co-founder, make sure they don't mirror the same strengths as you, right? Don't get someone that does the exact same thing well that you do because y'all are going to be fighting each other over who's doing what, right? right? Be able to delegate things to someone that does something better than you and be able to take on responsibilities that you're good at. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great point, man. I mean, it's uh, the, the yin and yang. The universe works that way, man. It's, um, yes. you know, there's a reason why this is going to sound super rudimentary, right? I mean, you know, we talk about opposites attract. I mean, like that's a universal principle, right? Like you right. put fucking the, you know, the, both positive ends of a magnet together, they fucking repel each other, right? The same thing works with people that, you know, you may be good friends with somebody that's very similar to you and you can have a good time and go hang out and, your families may be great friends, but entering into a business venture with somebody that is like your mirror image is, is I can imagine that's just going to be bad juju all the way around. Right. Um, I go down and all the flames. Yeah. I think that's a long way to be friends. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're friends not with friends anymore. Like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Right. So, um, like, I think the other thing too, and you just kind of fleshing this out is, um, you know, it's important to do a self-assessment, but something I've learned over these last 22 years is how important it is to have a mentor, how important right. it is to have someone that you bounce those ideas off of, that is checking in on you, that is invested in your future, that, um, you know, that can give you good ideas, that can help you shape those bad ideas into good ideas. And um, I, I've had, you know, the benefit of having so many great mentors over my career from, a, you know, from a Navy career perspective. And as yeah. I kind of transition um, to, to, you know, my future plans and goals, I, I'm going to need mentors down that road too, right? Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, you know, I've talked about, you know, the possibility of you doing some coaching and, and building out, you know, some more structured ways of, of helping and mentoring people. But like a byproduct of that is eventually you build a community of mentors, right? Like people right. that come in looking for mentorship end up being mentors for newcomers or just different people in, in the community. Right. right. And, um, 
it's really powerful, man. Like you look at, uh, you know, like Sean is, um, he's kind of in the network of, I don't know if you've heard, ever heard of Apex, but uh, mm-hmm. it's it's run by a guy named Ryan Stuman. He's actually here in, in, yeah. in Dallas, Fort Worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, right. Um, yeah, he's up there in Addison and, um, the power of that group is not Ryan Stuman, right? Ryan's mm-hmm. awesome, right? He's a great motivator. He's probably one of the best salesmen ever, right? But the power is attracting similar forces out in the world to come be a part of this group and then sharing resources with inside the group. Right. Right. And that's, you know, that's the strength of any organization. Right. But like when you make a concerted effort, like, okay, there's value in this, in this tribe, in this community, and you might have to pay for it. Right. But it's because there's value. Right. And it is a, it becomes a force multiplier in your life. If you let it, I'm not a part of apex. I've wanted to join, but I've just got other things that I got to focus on. And also don't really have the extra money to, to, to join that group. But one day I will, and right. I'll get to experience that value because it's just, it's intrinsic in a good community like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of at the same place with, so Sean runs a coaching group called the lion's den. And yeah. um, I'm kind of at the same point where I, I will join that group eventually. And I know the value in it. I already know the value. The value is that you Number one, there's a, a networking effect that happens. Um, you, you meet like-minded people that have business ventures, um, that have you know things going on in their lives that are going to supplement and add value to the things you have going on in your life. So eventually, I'll get there. Same thing. I'm over here trying to rub two fucking pennies together, you know. So so um, eventually, I'll get there. But long term, and we talked about this. Um, you know, I, I and I've talked to some of my fellow. Command Master Chiefs and Master Chiefs uh, in the Navy from a huge, uh, you know, swath of society from Georgia, from Cambodia, from the Philippines, and um, and and I can like my vision is that kind of like you're talking about. We have not just them, but you and people that you know, and we create this coaching group that. Um, you know that, that that there's a there's a value attached to it, and so you got to pay for it. Um, but we create that tribe ourselves, you know. Yeah. Um, that's that that is my I can tell you that's my long range plan, man. Like for me, sure. that's that's where I add value to society is being able to have one on one and group interactions with people to help lift them up. Um, I may not be able to give them a whole lot of business advice, but I can sure shit give them people advice. You know what I mean? And right. There will be someone in your group. Give, then I'm going to ask for help, right? Yeah. But there will be someone in your group that can give business advice. There will be someone in your group that can give relationship advice. There will be right. someone in your group that can give real estate investment advice or whatever the advice is, right? Like that's just the part of building a community is your crowdfunding, your crowdsourcing, not crowdfunding, your crowdsourcing all of this knowledge and all of this experience and failures and successes and all of the, the things. And, and, and once it becomes this kind of hive mind mentality, like you can tap into that at any time and almost have a resource for anything that you want to tackle in life. And that's, yeah. that's the power of these groups. That's, that's the power of, of the, the, the community aspect of it is like you're, you're, you're able to tap into resources that you wouldn't have ordinarily had access to just be bopping along in your daily day to day, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it kind of um, it kind of speaks to this, you know, not to really talk about crypto, but just kind of the idea of this decentralized way of life that we're going into. Yeah, oh, I don't even yeah. want to talk about, it, dude. I mean, I didn't, well, it's all good. All <laughs> good. All good. All good. Hey, man, that's you. <laughs> I mean, like real fucking talk. I don't fucking care, man. Like I knew yeah. when I when I pumped what I pumped into that that is like if this shit goes away tomorrow, then it's it's just a loss. You know what I mean? Um, and it's not a loss. If you're, like, if you're not if you're not playing with risk capital, yeah, prepare for some pain. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, but this idea that that kind of crypto is, is based on is this decentralized um, governance, this decentralized um, way of, of uh, communicating and leading and, and running organizations. And I kind of think of a coaching group in a, in a very similar sense that, yeah, you have, you have a few people kind of at the, the quote unquote top um, that are running it. Um, but that once it grows, it really becomes this community, just like you were saying, that's, that's kind of removed from the leadership leadership injects 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 but but all of the real shit is happening um in this kind of decentralized way that's kind of the, the you know it's not unique i know i'm not the first one to think of it but um it, that's the way that i think about how i would like for this coaching group to to operate is that it becomes it, it kind of takes on a life of its own kind of thing yeah 100 percent. it's got to get bigger than you otherwise it's just the dean show right and it's not yeah. about the dean show it's not about any of these leaders of these groups. It's not, it's not about them. They are the, the leaders, the organizers, the, you know, kind of the captain of the ship, so to speak, but it's not, you know, just like the CEO on any ship you've been on, like, yeah, he's leading the ship, but like, he ain't running the ship. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> right. Same thing. Yeah. If he is, they're going to fucking fail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something bad's going to happen. Damn it, sure. Motherfuckers got to sleep sometimes. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So as we um, as we move forward, man, I think that, you know, you've got um, a lot of great irons in the fire. I, I can't wait to see over the course of the next six months to a year, 18 months, exactly what happens with, with Square Dash. Um you know, I, I, I just, I'm looking forward to great things from you, man. I, I, I'm so fucking excited for you. I really like, truly am, man. Um, you know, Thanks, and um, I think in the background, man, like let's, let's both, and you know, I'm moving forward with the podcast. I think it's, it's going to take on a life of its own uh, eventually. And, and I think that, you know, my request would be that for both of us to just kind of like, you know, let that, let that image, that, that theory, that idea of, uh, what this future coaching group is going to look like, let just kind of simmer, right? Like, let's put it on the back burner. Let's let it fucking simmer. Let all the ingredients kind of meld together uh, so that when we're ready to, to launch it at some point in the future, um, that we've, it's really kind of um, developed, you know? Um, so I think, I think it'll be good, man. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, man, uh, as far as just a couple other things, I'll tell you, man, so Andy Frisella, he uh he posted. A, <laughs> I asked him to be on my podcast like early on. I was like, <laughs> I was like two episodes in. I was like, because on his website it says request me to be on your podcast. I was like, fuck it. He's <laughs> asking for it, <laughs> right? That like two episodes. One of them was all fucked up. I was like, fuck it, let's go in. Um, <laughs> but um, 
Anyways, uh, so he, he posted on his story the other day. He was like, <laughs> he was like, um, 50 episode minimum. Like, don't even fill out the form. If you don't have 50 episodes in the book, don't even, don't even ask. He's like, and yeah. then he explained, he's like, I want somebody that's invested. I want somebody that's got experience. Um, I, you know, I don't want it to be Johnny come lately. So he kind of explained, I get it hundred percent. Now that I've been doing this game for a little while. Um, but this is episode 40. Goddamn. This is episode 40. <laughs> you hear that, Andy? Yeah. You hear that, Andy? I got 10 more to go, baby. <laughs> Coming for you. <laughs> so, anyways, man. Um, all right, brother. Hey, look. Uh, so um, it's 8 o'clock over here. I just heard colors outside the window. Uh, everybody's about to get stirring and shit and, um, you know, uh, get our Saturday started. Um just want to tell you I love you, man. I love you too, bro. I'm happy. I'm happy for you. I'm happy everything is going well. Uh not only in your personal life, but here on the on the cast that seems to be uh kind of becoming what you, you wanted it to, to be. And uh I think you hit the nail on the head, right? Like sometimes things just need to kind of marinate a little bit and and just kind of naturally progress and and things work out right when you try and rush things, you try and, you know, jump into it too hard. I'm not saying you were just, just in general, yeah. um, you know, it doesn't always work out. Like look at, uh, look at the all hands, right? Like it didn't, it did, we tried to, we tried to shotgun that marriage, right? <laughs> it didn't quite work out. Everybody but, was UA from the fucking all hands call, man. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah, but it's all good, man. But uh, yeah, man, I'm. Uh, um, yeah, I'm just happy for you, bro. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know, we probably should do this a little more regularly. I, you know, I don't want to be your little uh, trusty sidekick, but it's always good to hop on here yeah. <laughs> and take part. Yeah. For uh, sure, man. So, yeah, yeah. Well, well, look, well, it, there doesn't have to be any kind of like a uh, normal drumbeat to it. Just when we both have time, we'll hop on and, yeah. and, uh, shoot the shit, man. Um, and, uh, same, same to you, man. I mean, I'm saying it for the, you know, for the audience more than anything, cause you know, you know how proud I am of you and, and, and just everything you're doing in your life and your business. And, um, you know, I just appreciate having you as a friend, bro. Yeah. Likewise, man. All right, brother. Hey, a couple things for the listeners. Um, uh, number one, go get your lines, not sheep gear. As soon as we hop off, Matt's going to go buy a bunch of shit. And when you do, I got to pull it up right here. <laughs> <laughs> when you buy some stuff for Desiree too, man, the new queen collection just dropped. Um, there you go. But, uh, no kidding. Hey, for the listeners, if you do go lines, not sheep.com, uh, use promo code L N S D E A N. That's lines, not sheep L N S Dean. Uh, you get a 10% discount on your order. Um, so yeah, go, go hook that up, man. And I do want to give one other shout out. Uh, so Sean Isbell, uh, mentor of mine, retired command master chief, um, badass dude. Um, he's got a TikTok, he's got Instagram, he's on Facebook. And if you look it up, it's motivate with is that's motivate W slash Mark forward slash I Z motivate with is, uh, he's putting up all kinds of great content on the daily. Uh, so, Hey man. Um, one of the things you're going to read, and I know you just got Bryce's, uh, book, Matt, one of the chapters he talks about is, is just putting good shit into your head. And like the more good shit you put in your head, 
sometimes you're going to feel fake, right? You're going to feel like, why am I like, yeah, I know. I got it. I know how to lead people. I know how to do this. I got it. I know all these lessons. But what I found in this kind of journey over these last 27 days and really probably the last two years is the more good shit you put in your head, the better product that you get out, right? So uh, Motivate With Is is one of those. Go buy Bryce's book, uh, As a Man Drinketh. And um, yeah, for the listeners out there, just fucking keep crushing it, guys. Super proud of y'all. All right, Matt. All right, brother. Great being on. Um, looking forward to next time. Have a good weekend, brother. Yeah, you too, man. All right, man. Happy Friday over there. All right, dude.